Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting-edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, that's good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. We are super excited that you're here with us today. As always, this is your host, James P. Friel, and I am joined by none other than Mr. Dean Holland himself. <laughs> yes, none other. The infamous. The infamous. The one, the only <laughs> Dean Holland who rides in on his noble steed. Yes, I every do. Every time yes, he starts his show. <laughs> How you doing, James? I'm pretty good. I uh, I wonder if at some point we need to change up like the trumpet, right? If we should have another entrance for you. Yeah, maybe something a little more grand, like a whole fanfare of <laughs> like an entire like choir of people just playing me in. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. That'd be amazing. <laughs> so today, one of the uh, one of the things that I thought might be interesting for us to talk about. So uh, I know at least one of us is writing our book right now. And, yes. um, you know, people are anxiously wondering what's happening with this contest that, uh, that, that we've so been engaged in. <laughs> so are we, in fact. Uh, in the, the contest in which we sort of got our arms twisted. And, you know, I, I've, I've never been mugged, thankfully. Um, and, I, and I hope that I never will be. Yes. But I, I almost feel in a certain way we were held up at gunpoint to write books. And... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if how you feel about it, but then I was like, okay, well, I, I've been wanting to write a book anyway, so it, it turned out it was really good. But now we're now we're embroiled in this uh, this heated battle, and I just feel like I've seen the back of your head running towards the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> My head is a dot to you right now. <laughs> I can't even see it anymore. I'm like, it is is that a tree? Is that Dean? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the the book thing, n- no go for me right now. All right. Well, you know what? I'll uh, I'll save my gloating for another day. Sure. But what what I do think would be cool though, one of the chapters that I'm working on right now is on hiring, right? So and uh, and I actually have a working title for the book. You want to hear it? Oh yes, let's do it. Look, I don't know. I don't know if this is the final title, but I am considering. Wait, before you say it, like like live on here, do you already own the domain? <laughs> You know, we have many listeners and they might just rush off and be like, I'm going to go snag that and sell it back to James. That's a good point. So the good news is the show's pre-recorded, so I can still say it and snag the domain before anybody Oh, nice. It. Don't forget. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll make a note to myself. So, all right. So, so here it is. And I don't know that this is going to be it, but I'm thinking all systems go. What do you think about that? Oh, I like it. That's totally not what I was expecting you to say. Not that I knew what you was going to say, but I like that. Awesome. All right. So here we go then. <laughs> it's got the Dean seal of approval. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's one of the ideas. And I think it's the one that that I kind of like the most. Mm. Obviously, uh, you know, systems are near and dear to my heart. Yes. 
And I believe it's the proper way to grow a business for the long term. So in any case, you know, you got we, you and I have had numerous conversations. I've talked on the show about, you know, the system is people and process and tools, right? These sure. three things yes. together. So right now I'm writing the chapter about people, right? right? Hiring and firing and managing and like interviewing and recruiting and all of this, right? Right. As I've been writing this, I, I realized all of the pitfalls that I think are out there that cause people to make mistakes when hiring people, right? Like how many, like how many times have, have you thought, or you've heard entrepreneurs say, and I know I've, I've done this like in the past before I really started, you know, figuring things out was just like, I suck at hiring or I don't like managing people or I'm not a good manager or like all these different things. For sure. For sure. A hundred percent. And it's fascinating to me because as entrepreneurs, we are generally very growth oriented people. Mm. We're like, if I don't know how to do something, I'm going to figure it out. Right. But for whatever reason, in, in the case of hiring and managing people, it's almost like a given, like that's your like handicap for life. Like, <laughs> yeah. right. Like I suck at managing people. I guess yeah, it's too bad. I just suck at managing people. And it's like, well, at one point you probably sucked at making money too. Right. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> right. But you didn't let that stop you. And, <laughs> and, and yet here you are. You know, saying that you suck at hiring and managing people, and and the truth is that people play such an important component in the growth and sustainability of a business mm. that that is the next level of how to make more money. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean, and yeah, and people uh, people just sort of dismiss it as something that you know it's it's not fun, it's not sexy, it's like you know all of those things, or they just suck at it. I don't think it has to be sucky. And I don't think it has to be difficult. Mm. I think what needs to happen is there just needs to be some education and starting to learn new and different behaviors of and ways of being around hiring and managing people that can really make the make all the difference. And so that's what really what this, you know, couple chapters in this book is about. Nice. Yeah, I think it's all and you know what, like if I look back on myself, because I completely resonate with everything that you just said. And it, it kind of ties in. So I was talking with a client of mine the other day. And we're talking about webinars and I, I was talking about, you know, how you, we break belief patterns, rebuild them, you know, around the correct beliefs that we hold true and, and how that helps, you know, to, towards the sale. And I, w- I was talking about the fact that pretty much like all our beliefs are, are built into us based off of past experiences that we've gone through in, yeah. in the past. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, I, and I would, I would say looking at myself, I don't know what you feel about this or whether there's, there's additional things here, but if I draw it back, like my very first experience at, tr- at bringing on somebody else um, was actually a virtual assistant. And I yeah. remember thinking like, okay, I just need to start offloading some stuff like emails, this, 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 and this. But like, I never had that experience of doing so before. And so in my naive, dumb brain, it was like, well, I'm just going to start paying a virtual assistant. And all of a sudden, these things are going to be done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It turned out they needed training and needed me to show them how it's done. I mean, it's ludicrous, really, if you think about it. <laughs> but yeah. um, but that in itself, like, and I and I went through like this really like crazy experience that actually made me afraid to ever bring on help again because they were there every day, like showing up, like, what shall I do? I need your help. And I'm like, eventually it got to the point where I just ignored them. I know this is awful, but like I was so right 
afraid <laughs> to actually face up to this this situation that in the end I just stopped talking to them and like like and this this is really terrible and in the end I just because it was through like um I think it was like Odesk it was called at the time it's now like Upwork and I remember yeah. just sending a message like I'm really sorry like I've really let you down like I'm just not ready for this and we just like ended the contracts on there right um but that experience put that belief in me like I'm no good at hiring people. I, I can't train people. I can't do what they need of me. So I'm better off just dealing with things on my own. Mm. Mm. And so like when, when, you know, with all the things that you said, it just took me right back to that moment and where, you know, that, that thing of I'm no good at hiring, like where does that seed come from? How was that planted? Where did that belief grow? And, and I think like what, what you certainly like I'm, I'm sure with your book, and I know I've had personally, you know, we spoke about this in the past, you know, you helped me and my company uh, with this side of things. And I think, again, it's another one of those things of like, you've got to break that belief pattern and, and learn the skills. And, I, you know, that's what that's what you've been able to help people with, which is awesome. Yeah, it's it's uh, and like I said, you know, nothing nothing else seems to slow us down as entrepreneurs, but this uh, this continues to be mm. like an Achilles, an Achilles heel. And I think it's right. kind of ridiculous because it's not. It's not any harder than anything else. Sure. Right. But do you think like, let me pose you, let me pose you this question then. Like, do you think there's an element of the fact that it's like another real human being that you're having to sort of deal with? And what, let me explain that a bit better. Like, like you've just said there, this seems to be like the Achilles heel for the entrepreneur, but like, why is that then? When when there's so many other things that we as business owners overcome, it's like a, a, an online system or software or tool or something like we will study it or we will find the solution and we'll just overcome it. It won't even be a question. Whereas this area of hiring and dealing with actual people and training and all these areas, like we we believe we're just no good. It's like, like it's not, oh, I'm not very good at that, but I'm going to learn. I'm going to overcome this. It's like, oh, I'm no good at that thing. Like I, I yeah. can't do it. Like, yeah. do you think that's because like, whereas with a tool or a software or a system as such, like, it's just like a static thing, whereas you're dealing with a human and, and I don't know, I don't know. There's just a thought in my brain around that. Yeah, I, I think and that's a great question. Um, and if Ramasio were here, he would congratulate you on the greatness <laughs> of that question. Um, <laughs> I just look up into the sky and thank him anyway. <laughs> well, he is looking up. He is looking down on us because he's better than us. Um, <laughs> always. always. Oh, <laughs> I'm better than you. <laughs> um, <laughs> soon we're going to introduce Ramasio the parrot, but not today. Um, so I think the fundamental problem is we are not, most people are not comfortable with conflict or what they perceive to be a confrontational type of conversation. Yes. And, uh, and, and I think like that's the root of it and it stems from there. And this is kind of the same. Uh, it's not exactly the same, but I think it's similar to why m some people might just say, well, I'm not good at sales, right? Because right, there's sure. that same potential for conflict and, and difficult conversations and, yeah, and, that, and, that's, and that sort of thing. And so, so I think when, when people are saying, I'm not good at hiring people, I'm not good at managing people, I think what they're, what they're really saying is, I'm very uncomfortable saying what needs to be said. Yes, that's a great point. Uh, that is a critical thing that needs to be developed if you're going to be a leader. Right, true, yeah. Right? Like you, if you're the leader, 
then you are the one who is setting the expectation of what good looks like. And if you're the manager, you're also the one who's managing people to that expectation, which means when people are not achieving that expectation, then you have to have that conversation. Right. And I think, and I think for, for many people, it's, it's very, very uncomfortable. And so they wish and they, they like, they, they ostrich is what I call it. And they put their head in the sand. (laughs) Yeah. And wish like, oh my God, I just wish this person would figure out how to be amazing. Sure. And you're, and I'm like, well, but, but if you're the leader, isn't your job, isn't your role to like grow them to be that person that you need them to be and to experience their potential? And I'm not saying that everybody is a diamond in the rough, but I am saying that lack of leadership, generally speaking, causes many, many more people to stifle in their career than virtually anything else. No direct feedback, no clarity on what's expected, like all these different things. Mm-hmm. And then and then the, the, the ostrich effect goes into play where you stick your head in the sand for so long that the situation becomes more and more and more uncomfortable yeah. to the point where the only, the only like option that you see available is just like, hey, look, it's not you, it's me, and we'll just part ways. Sure. Yeah. And I obviously sometimes you do need to fire people and, you know, and I'm, I have, you know, a whole way thinking about that as well. But, but I think in terms of hiring and managing, especially managing, I think people don't hire because they're afraid of managing. Yeah. And I think they're, they're afraid of making a mistake. And for me, it's like, okay, hiring the right way sets you up for success, but managing is what really gets the job done. And, um, and so, so I think that's, that's a really, uh, insightful question in terms of, where does it all come from? And that's that's what that's what I think it is. It's a lack of comfort with those difficult conversations and a lack of confidence in your ability to have them and and lead other people. Yeah, definitely. I think you're 100 percent right. So obviously, just because just because it's only the two of us and we don't have a guest, we we've got to deliver some tips here. So yeah. I know this is like you could probably talk for hours and give so much on this this aspect, but where do you want to focus in on on this? What what can we what can we really help the listeners with in this area? The fundamental thing is being clear on what your expectations are. So so for example, if I'm if I'm going to go out and hire somebody, like let's say let's just take the story that you shared about your virtual assistant that you initially hired. Sure. Right. You're like, okay, I have too much on my plate. I'm overwhelmed. I need somebody to be a pressure release valve here and help me with the things that are, you know, my overflow, basically. Sure. Yeah. Right. And so, um, so just having that feeling of needing extra help is in no way, shape, or form clear in terms of what exactly you're going to need help with and what responsibilities you're going to ask that person to take on and what role they're going to have inside of your company. Right. Yes. And I think that uh, regardless of whether it's you looking for your first virtual assistant or it's you and you now have a company of, you know, a hundred or 500 or a thousand people or whatever, it, it doesn't matter The the whole thing starts with really defining the need that exists, Mm. the role that will fill that need, what the responsibilities and expectations are for that role, and how you're going to define success for that person in that role. 
Yes. And 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 most of the time people don't think through those things and they just go out and they hire somebody who looks really good. And they're like, "Hey, you seem like a cool person or I just am so overwhelmed. I'm going to hire anybody who's at within arm's reach." And then they bring them in. They're like, "Okay, like dance for me." Right? <laughs> yeah. And they're and the person's like, "Uh, what do you like what do you want me to do?" And it's really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> right? And right. so <laughs> they're like, hey, aren't you the boss? Like, shouldn't you be telling me what to do? And Wait, is this an excerpt uh, from one of your interviews? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think the very, very first thing is getting clear on those three things. What is this person's role? Meaning, how do they fit within the context mm. of our existing ecosystem? Right, sure. Okay. Then what are the responsibilities that we would we would have as part of that role. Right? right? And and then finally, how are we going to measure success and what does good look like? And and if you take the time to outline those things before you start the hiring process, before you go out and you start looking for somebody, you dramatically increase the chances of success for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is that in the interview, now you actually have something to compare that person to what you're looking for. Right, sure. Yeah. Right, because if you don't if you don't have that, you're just interviewing people and you're going to wind up hiring somebody who like sounds good on paper or who you really click with or who you think is a lot like you. Right. Or we're still a friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, because proximity, right? Like I like this person, they've been a good friend of mine for a while and they're here, so let's just do it, right? And All there's right. this I think there's this uh, this myth as well, this other false belief that that suggests there aren't enough good people out there, right? Right. Which is entirely bullshit. Sure. <laughs> there's plenty of good people, and most of us don't require like cutting edge neuroscientist level intelligence for the people that we're hiring. Sure. Well, that's a that that's a great. Um a great aspect as well to pick up on, on this, on this point, like, like, do you think, or what's your thoughts? Like, like, let's share this. Like, do people need to employ and find like the top most qualified talent for that particular position? Or if things are done correctly, which you're talking about, do you not need that person? Obviously you're going to pay more for the qualifications and all that kind of stuff, but do you need it as an employer? I think that, in some cases, you need cutting edge, but I think the percentage of those cases is small. Right. I think what you need is you need people who are a good fit culturally, who can handle the responsibilities that you're asking them to do, and they are they are team players and they're enthusiastic and passionate about the mission that you're on. Like, and and they have to be competent, right? Obviously, there's a level of competence that that is required here but i don't i don't think that you need to go out and always find the needle in the haystack if you're looking for the needle in the haystack in most situations i believe that you haven't defined the problem well enough and the reason why you need the needle in the haystack is because you're hoping that that needle in the haystack will come in and actually help you define the problem right yes that's a great point so sometimes that level of talent is required but most of the time when that level of talent is required, it's because you need that person to show up as a leader, 
another right. leader inside of an organization, which in some cases is entirely appropriate. Sure. Yeah. But but in many cases, thinking that we have to hire the absolute best person at something is because we have decided it's not our job to be the leader in that organization anymore and define the problem. Mm. And you know, as companies get bigger and bigger, the more you are going to require more leadership that's not just you. Right. But if you have if you have a small enough company, you know, even you know, dozens or probably even like up to, you know, 100 people, you want people who are leaders, but you don't necessarily need them to be like the best leaders in their field. Right, sure. And I think there's a difference there, right? There's a difference between like I need to have the chief engineer at Google to run my my software development project. Right. <laughs> or I can hire somebody who's got great development experience, who's good at what they do, and they fit into our organization culturally. Sure. Yeah. Right? Like we're not most in most cases, we're not trying to put a man on the moon. Like we're not we're not trying to reinvent like you know the world search algorithm. We're not trying to you know um, create a device that's going to perform brain surgery. We're trying we're trying to run a decent business that that's going to make a difference and that's enjoyable to run. And so I think we can we can hire good people. And so there's this like this false belief that there's a shortage of good people, and I just don't believe it. I think there's I think there's a shortage of good leadership mm-hmm. that can help allocate people into the areas in which they will shine. Yeah. I think there's I think there's a far greater shortage of leadership of business owners and entrepreneurs than I think there are of good people for us to be able to hire. I think most of the time we squander the people that we have available to us because we don't put them in roles that they're going to be well suited for. We don't put them in positions where they can grow and expand to their potential. And that's like like that's shame on us, yeah. As 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 leaders and entrepreneurs, it's not shame on the people for not being able to do a job that maybe they don't even they're not even naturally good at. Yeah, and I think going back again to my story and like looking at how I felt at that time, and this was just pure inexperience in this area. Like, I don't think typically when you haven't had that experience, you don't actually look at yourself as the one at fault. Like, yeah, I I didn't look at that as like. I'm, I'm really at fault here. Like I'm the problem. I looked at that, like, how could, how could you have come to me as a, as a virtual assistant and need me to give you all this leading and guidance and training? Like you're supposed to know this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like I saw it as like, you're the one letting me down, not me letting you down. I think, you know, that's a, that, that, that was a, a wrong, wrong view, you know, looking back from my behalf. Well, and and I think that's I think that's easy to do, but when it happens enough times, eventually you got to say to yourself, "All right, maybe the problem's not this the other people, maybe it's me." Yeah, exactly. Right, and and that's exactly what I experienced years ago when I was looking to hire operations managers inside of my uh, my marketing agency. I went through six people in eighteen months. Wow. That, that that was a lot of turmoil, a lot of turnover, right? Yeah, <laughs> and. And uh, at, and then at some point I was like, holy shit, maybe it's not these people, maybe it's me, right? Like maybe and and I and in hindsight, I can honestly say, I'd say fifty to sixty percent of those people probably would have fit and done the job well had I been clear enough in my mind what I needed done. Sure, 
Sure. And the other half were mishires, and that's going to happen too, and that's okay. But because I never had taken the time to really define the problem, really define what I was looking for, and have clarity around what uh, what success was going to look like, they everybody was sort of just like staring at each other, wondering who was going to make the first move, <laughs> and uh, and that didn't work. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's always. Like we, we are, you know, this is, this is a bigger conversation and, you know, sort of a life philosophy of mine, but it applies to businesses. Well, we are the creators of our world. Right. Right. And if there's something that is not the way that we want it, it's always us. Yeah. And, you know, when we, when we hire the wrong people, the wrong people in quotes, right? Yeah. It's possible that we were not clear enough on what we needed in the first place. It's it's possible that we're not giving uh you know giving clear enough direction after they get after they get hired and we're we're like helping them course correct. Like it it all comes down to like the buck stops here and we've got to be cool with that and own that and be responsible enough to accept that if things aren't the way that they need to be, it's it's on me to continue my personal growth. And in this area, I believe it's you know it's leadership and people management mm. in order to help get the company to the next level. Because if you don't do that, you're you're gonna you're gonna be stifled and or partner up with somebody who is great at it. Yeah, true. Yeah, right. That's a completely valid option. Is to say, okay, you know what? I'm the I'm the starter. I'm the I'm the entrepreneur who gets things moving and and brings in all the action and you know is doing all the promo and everything like that. But if I really am committed to growing an organization, I got to find that person who's going to partner up with me to help me actually manage and grow this organization. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, a very valid point. If somebody, um, we all have that weaknesses and strengths, right? So I suppose that can always be an option. Yeah, yeah. And you don't like I, my. I'm not suggesting that everybody has to become the greatest hiring manager and people manager in the world. But I do believe we have to acknowledge the importance of those things. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? I know this is a bit random, but just whenever whenever any of this conversation comes up now in terms of like hiring and what skills and all these kind of things, I always come back to, and this is maybe or maybe not the best example, but like McDonald's. You know, any any yeah. McDonald's you walk into, they've they've ninety five percent of the time the, the the people working in there are like college kids, at least yeah. in the UK here. So it's like the systems and the people, like it all comes together. But the yeah. like, at least my experience has been anyway, like the systems behind the hiring is the most important. Would you agree with that for you or no? It's extremely important. Um, Jack Welch, the former. Uh, CEO of GE, who you know ran a right. multi multi billion dollar company all across the globe, multiple lines of business, all that stuff. He said at one point that the head of HR in his mind was just as important as the chief financial officer. Oh wow, yeah. He's like, without people, like, what is your organization? Yeah, right. Very, like, very- you got you've code. Well, who wrote the code? You've got. You know, you've got machinery. Well, like who's who's operating it? Who's who's building it? Like who's doing all these things? Yeah. And true. especially especially in the internet marketing space, I think there's a profound uh undervaluation of people. 
Yeah. Which which could potentially be why people got into internet marketing in the first place because they didn't want to have to deal with people. And that's totally fine. Like if that's not what you want to do, okay. But but recognize that like there's a difference between, you know, running uh running some online campaigns and running online campaigns to a business that's growing into a company. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So yeah, and the and the whole the whole McDonald's thing is like totally true. And then like you look at you look at Disney. Disney has extremely strict hiring standards. Right. I, right? Like yeah. they, you go to a you know, Disney theme park or or anything Disney related, and all the people exhibit the same cultural values. Like all of them are like have a magical day. Like all of them oh, like right like the so memories are coming flooding back. <laughs> I know. You're gonna put on your princess outfit soon. <laughs> What do you mean and, put it on? Uh, it's, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 uh it's a super important thing and um and I think that you know just to get to the bottom line cuz we're going to wrap up here in a second. Sure. The number one thing that you can do right now even if you have people, even if you don't have people like wherever you are, if they don't have clear roles and responsibilities and measurements for success in their role, create those. And then the next time you're hiring somebody, make sure those are in place before you go out and you start hiring because it's going to make that matching up those people way easier. And so like that's I think for me that's like the the 80/20 on this is is you're responsible for getting that clarity. And if you get to the point where you have a partner or you have a head of HR or something like that, that's their job. Right. But it still but it still needs to be done. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing, you know, one thing um so I shared like the early experience and the negative from my perspective of, of the things that I did wrong, but like the positive now fast forwarding, gosh, what is probably 10 years since that experience took place is that now what I realize is the, the clearer you can help your team be and the, the more you can help support them in their role. Once that role and, and responsibilities is clearly defined, as you've been speaking about, like actually the better the business becomes and the easier your life gets. Like I used to view it the complete opposite. Like I used to view, you know, when I, that going back to that first v- virtual assistant experience, it was like a burden having somebody there that was wanting to support and help me take my business forwards. It was like a burden because I was at fault, but didn't see it today. Like I can see now, like when you do things the right way, and you you take on board everything that you've said and you do do things in the correct process is that actually the more you can support your team the easier and better your life becomes completely right like and that is something worth working for for anyone that cuz like i know like there's bound to be people listening to this that think like yeah but it just takes so much time to do these things like i can just get on with it because that was another thing with me as well. And I know we've spoke about this in the past, so we won't open up things again now. I know we're wrapping up, but you know, I used to just think like, oh, I know I have to do these things. Let me just get on with it. But actually, that's not sustainable. That's not long-term. And so, yeah, invest yourself into the team and to the roles and uh, things, will, things will be better. Yeah, I, I think I'm not one for uh, cheesy cliches, but there's, uh, there's one that reminds me of what you just spoke about and it says if you want to go fast go alone and if you want to go far to go, go together oh god you may not be a you may not be a cliche man but you do it so well oh man thank you <laughs> <laughs> but uh and, and and i think that's it right like okay yeah. what what are we really building here are we building something that's you know uh just here to generate some short-term cash yeah. awesome 
no, no worries. Like that's amazing if that's what you want. Sure. Like there's, uh, there's absolutely no judgment in, in in any direction on any of this stuff. But it's like if you are clear that you want to build a business that is going to be an income producing asset for you, you're gonna you're gonna need people. Yeah. The thing that I don't think uh, gets talked about enough either is the appreciation of those people, yeah. right? You've got all these people saying, oh, like, I can't believe we got to deal with all these people. Like, these are the people who are helping you grow your company. These are the people that, like, you have the privilege of paying and th- you're creating jobs, you're creating opportunities for people. Like, that's that's an amazing role that we get to play as entrepreneurs. And and most of the time, we not only just take it for granted, we sort of like diss it. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, which is which is fine. Yeah. Right. But Thankfully. if you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And because like, you know, and but more and more people want to experience higher levels of freedom. More and more people want to experience these things. But like, I can promise you that anybody working for me is going to have an amazing experience being part of a team mm. that's growing and doing something cool and where they feel appreciated. Right. Well, I have an amazing and, time just spending these 30 minutes with you every week. <laughs> that's not what you've said before. No, and it's not what I'll say after this call's done either. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I mean, th- think about it this way, you know, just to put sort of a, a marketing and sales spin on it real quick before we go. The biggest missed opportunity that most of us make in the running of our business is that we don't build long-term relationships with our existing customer base. Mm. We're always seeking the new. 100%. 100%. Right? There's, the, there's another one. The, is It's like sacrificing long-term wealth for short-term gain. Yeah. It's it's like, oh, it's so exciting, right? It's so exciting for all this new energy, right? Mm. And and that's and that's great. We need new people. But the biggest one of the biggest mistakes we make in running the business is that we're not building long-term relationships with the people that work for us that are part of our team. Yeah. And you know and and you know not to throw out another cliche but here it comes <laughs> how you do one thing is how you do everything. Right. Right? Yeah. Look at your business like are you churning through bunches of new customers and you don't have great long-term value in the relationships that you're building and are you doing the same exact thing with your customers or maybe it's worse in one area or the other but you got to take a look at it because people are important. Like you cannot have a business without people. You need customers, meaning somebody needs to pay you and you're going to need somebody to help you run the business. So of all the things that you could get good at, it seems like at least getting a base level of comfort with how to have conversations and manage expectations and manage people seems pretty important if you ask me. Yeah, I'd agree. It's got to happen. And we have uh, we have somebody who's been dying to chime in for several episodes now. So, ladies and gentlemen, Chewbacca. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been a while. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think um, I know. I'm excited for your book. You know, I, I'd love to sit here and and be hateful towards it, but I'm looking forward to it. Well, the good news is now you can be totally on side with me because we're really not. In, in this battle anymore. Right. Exactly. Maybe even feed yeah. me now. You know? Maybe maybe I will. Maybe I'll dedicate the book to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my former podcast co-host. <laughs> I'm like, why am I just reading about this? 
<laughs> what? That makes sense why he hasn't shown up for any of our recordings lately. Yes. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, that's... Uh, that's that's amazing. So so stay tuned. Keep your eyes peeled. You might be featured in the acknowledgments somewhere. Um, <laughs> and uh, in any case, we uh, we've got to we've got to wrap this up here. But uh, for those of you guys listening, definitely uh, drop us a line. Let us uh, let us hear from you. We'd love to. Um, yeah. I think we've got four fans now. Yeah, I mean, in the last perhaps eight to ten weeks, I've walked past someone in a lobby in a hotel and been told our podcast is great. Just randomly walking past. I have received Facebook private messages just completely randomly about how epic the show is. We both received a Voxer the other day from an unknown fan who you mistakenly thought was someone else. But yeah. we definitely will mention them as I asked them who they prefer, and they said me, so that's epic. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we are we are welcome. We're, we're kind of hoping for some gifts now, though. Like, So feel free if you want to send anything great our way. Uh, anything not so great, send it to James. <laughs> <laughs> why is this dog shit on my porch what is this I and is that dean podcast. running down the street <laughs> yeah the doorbell ditch and then i look at it and i'm just like oh this is disgusting yeah. <laughs> i'll see you running away as fast as you did from the book competition Yo! Ooh. <laughs> all right well there we go we'll leave that on that <laughs> we'll leave that there we appreciate you guys listening make sure you subscribe share the show and drop us a line this is another episode of just the tips and we will talk to you guys next time thanks for tuning in to just the tips where we believe business should be profitable and fun for show notes links and other information on our guests visit justthetipshow.com for more information on how to connect with dean holland visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.